the Dadcast, episode 38. Good luck as a seed. This week's show is brought to you in part by Audible. To find out how to get your free book, visit us at twofatdads.com forward slash audible. Nearly live from the Wendy House studios of Valois Bay, it's the Two Fat Dads Dadcast. I'm Francois Fortier, and joining me in the studios this weekend, uh, Mr. Stephen Magoo. How are you? Hey, I'm on the mend. The lower thirds are clearing up? They're clearing no, we're up. We're not the weekend. Either. Lower quarters. Lower quarters now. Oh, that's could, not bad. Could, could we qualify that? Unless, otherwise, we've already lost the clean tag. What, the lower thirds? His lower third of his lungs are fully had pneumonia. Well, didn't that you listen to last week's show? Yeah, it's no, well. Well, Not everybody. It'll, it'll be in the show notes. And that lovely voice is Eric. How are you, Eric? I'm good now. What was that? That was That's the lame. That was the lamest opening I've ever heard in my life. Well, it's a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's from Ontario. It's from Ontario. from Ontario. So right. you know, but it's it's good. It's it's actually something good out of Ontario. So. Okay. And sitting all the way on his manoir on the banks of the beautiful Richelieu River, Mr. Ben Not Kenobi. Howdy. Time-lapse photographer extraordinaire. We'll talk about no, that a little no, later. No, 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 no. Oh, yes. The new, the new David Bailey of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> the urban David Bailey. All that to yeah. come in this week's show. <laughs> so I, I'm feeling pretty good. I, I want to, first of all, take, take the opportunity right away to thank, thank Stephen Hackett of ForkBomber.net for being part of last week's show again. We got him in a pretty much a uh, last-minute thing, and he jumped in, and he performed un- incredibly well. Uh, and and uh, and and we always love having him on. It, it was great. So thank you very much, Stephen, for being part of the show again. Yes, thank you. So uh, a lot of stuff's happening this week, um, and a lot of stuff coming up in Montreal in the in the in the, in the new year. So I want to try and tackle some of this stuff as as quickly as possible. Ignite Montreal is, I believe, February eighth. Um, it's a pretty cool concept. I haven't had too many details about when the, con- the tickets will be or how much they're going to cost yet. Uh, I got a tweet from the Ignite Montreal account yesterday telling me that it would be soon. Um, and what basically Ignite Montreal is um, short five-minute presentations, 20 slides. Or is it 15 slides? No, 20 slides with 15 seconds per slide for each presenter. So it's really quick, punchy presentations of something. And our friend Andre Nantel is doing a presentation on uh, cavemen and system biologists with their iPhones or something like that. I might have got that slightly wrong. It's been known to happen. So um, I'm, I'm actually going to try and, and, and make it. I'm hoping it's in the evening and not in the middle of the day. But if not, I might yeah, have it's, to. Yeah, uh, it's at 7 o'clock. Oh, perfect! So I'm gonna try. I'm actually gonna try and make that. Um, and uh, and if you know, if you guys come on out, it'll be great. It's the Ignite Montreal. It can't it can't be too crazy, but it should be uh, in pricing. I think it should be pretty reasonable. And as soon as we know more about it, we'll, we'll post um, some. Uh, stuff I think on it's the web. ten bucks. Has, has it come out today? Because they weren't sure. Uh, when I checked it today, it's ignitemontreal.com, and over on the right, there's a buy tickets link, and I'm pretty sure it was 10 bucks with like a little service charge. All right. Well, that's that's come up. That's brand new. So that's a really reasonable price, and it's going to be a great evening. And, and you've you got guys like uh, like Sylvain Cal, uh, Frog in the Valley, and you got uh, people like uh, like Andre Nantel going to do some pretty good shows. So it's a, topics are going to be pretty good. You know, it, sh- it, should be, it should be quite a lot of fun. So let's see if we can get out there for that. So... Um, and uh, you know there's gonna be uh, mobile mobile mobile. Ah, let me try that again. There's gonna be Mobile Camp Montreal coming up soon as well. It's uh, P Luke uh, P Luke's big uh, big project. Uh, we're looking forward to that as well. Hopefully they're gonna let us speak. Uh, that should be pretty cool. 
Um, I'm really pushing for the talk now, aren't I? <laughs> no pressure, P. Luke. Uh, <laughs> and a couple of other really cool things happening this this uh, this time of year. It's, it's starting to the, the season's starting to ramp up again. I guess people are back from their holidays and their the New Year's, and they're all going to be uh, having some some good fun. So. Um, Let's get straight into the stories. Um, Eric, you posted uh, some stuff about the uh, the HP leaks for uh, for the new WebOS tablet. Um, well, yeah, n- nothing's happened with WebOS since HP bought Palm a while back, and right? We, we didn't think anything was ever going to happen either, did well, we? Well, really? HP was saying at the time they were looking to use WebOS as their, like, I don't know, what do you want to call it? They the, wanted to be not, their mobile really platform. Not really no, no, they were going to use it more as, like, the interface for their their interconnected devices like printers, scanners, all these kind of all these all this stuff, right? That's eventually going to be plugged in and in the cloud, and then they've got touch screens on them now, right? I don't know about you guys, but all our photocopiers at work have touch screens, and they're always yeah, they, disgusting. They never to work. Touch. Well, they never work either. You're, I'm 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 having to to we've got one. It's yeah, um, well, yeah, well that, that's because people go in there with their lunch in one hand to to like pick up their copies or whatever. And they like dump half their sandwich onto the touchscreen. Well, we we don't have a fax machine in the office anymore. We have to use that photocopier to send faxes, but it sends it via email. So yeah, well, like, ours does that too. It copies, it faxes, it emails, it does all kinds of stuff. And so nobody has ha- a fax number. They say, "Oh, fax it to me," but it's not a fax number. You're actually sending an email. It's like you know, please just scan this and send it. So I've I've stopped using the photocopier. I take a picture of the document with my iPhone and I send that. Okay. No, and ours go, has. And then they go, is, is the no. is the photocopier not working? And I'm like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's not working anymore. Uh, <laughs> but I don't have it. But when I use the the, the office copier fax machine, I don't have a, um, a copy of that. I sent that email, right? I don't have a receipt. Oh. I don't have a copy that goes to my inbox. It only goes to the guy's inbox. You don't? No, it doesn't. It doesn't set up that way. It gets sent from a house a house account. So okay, ours ours finally. Well, ours comes from the photocopier, but it'll send okay. it to you and whoever else you add to the list. Okay, like, so, and, your and, name is there by default. Oh no, no, not ours at all. And somebody no, asked ours, me, ours is keyed into Active Directory, so you enter your yeah, last it. name, yeah. and then it starts uh, rationalizing who the name is. You enter your password, and it's like you sent it from your desk. Oh, that's pretty cool, actually. Uh, that, that sounds like a lot better than what we have. So, um, so that w- that's what HP was saying at first. They were going to use WebOS for their touchscreen interface on all these devices, not just photocopiers, but that's like the first one that comes to mind. Um, okay. And then some VP more or less said, you know, the Palm, yeah, pff, whatever, that's dead. Uh, marketing rushed in and said, no, 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 Palm's alive, there'll be a new Palm, whatever, and then nothing happened. I got better. He's <laughs> not dead yet. I'm actually feeling quite much better, really. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, old Monty Python. No, no, that had to be said. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty much what marketing did. I'll be dead an hour. Take him anyways. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm the Black Knight. Or you're a loony. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you know, it's, it's a shame because the WebOS actually was a pretty cool interface. It just, it just sat on really crappy hardware. So, are they putting it into well, the slate? I don't, or I don't not? know if the hardware was crappy either. It, it was just desperation marketing, and that's how it came across. Well, no, you know? No, no, the Palm Pre, the Palm Pre was 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 the crap was crappy hardware. I mean, he, um, Stephen Hackett, uh, for one who who had one for a while, just said how much you know it was a beautiful OS. It was really well configured, but it was just a, a dog, you know, of, of a old old chips in it and and sluggishness, you know, just because the it didn't work, you know, like it wasn't. I'm sure if they had taken um, 
taken one of these um, WebOS devices and stuck it inside something like the um, HTC Desire or the Dream, it probably would have been a much, much, much better device. But now they stuck yeah, it but in some- they, they didn't sell it properly either. Like, I don't know if you remember that weird-ass chick that they used in their ads. Like, yeah. I would never buy a phone that someone like that used. No, I'm, oh, I, I completely agree. That would the, just freak me out. No, the marketing, the marketing sucked, but it's really hard. But, I mean, that, that's just proof that the product was crap, right? Because if you don't have a good product, what do you show? You, you try to hide it. Like, yeah, but it, it, it was the first stab, though. That survived because of good marketing. It was the marketing. first stab, yes. Because Palm has never made phones before. No, they only no but I mean, it was, it was their yeah, first stab at making phones. a good phone. I'm kidding, Eric. <laughs> they no, pretty much no. invented the smartphone. <laughs> So no, but I mean, like it's it's like it was it was a last. I think it was a last ditch effort to try to get something going when when they you know the the, the race had been clearly won at that at that point by. Well, by, I don't think it had been won, but they had clearly lost it, right? But what di- what didn't work with that is the, yeah, the, f- the phone was kind of crap, but it had some good ideas behind it, and at a minimum, it was a proof of platform. In other words, here's the new uh, OS; it can work in a phone. Now maybe we can do something and, and maybe license the OS, but it's like they froze. And now they said, "Oh, well, you know what? Nobody really wants our OS, even though it's cool. How can we make it cool? We'll make a smaller Palm Pre, and then we'll make a wider Palm Pre." And they came out with those two or whatever, yeah. three other Pixie. little, yeah, stupid Palm Pre's uh, clones <laughs> that did less. You know, and didn't they have mirrors built into them? Well, yeah, that was that was the they had a stainless steel backplate to it, and they had a mirror was was one of the things you could look at yourself when you're taking selfies, like. But no, the thing is, is it, it was a showcase piece that that never went anywhere, and you could have said, oh well, you know, first stab, let's put it back in the oven, and something else will come out, you know. But nobody wanted it, and I guess because everybody was so iPhone crazy at the time. But look at Android, right? Android came out. Nobody knew Android from anything. And all of a sudden, it just started selling and selling. And next thing you know, you have Samsungs and Sonys and HTCs with all flavors and colors of the Android OS and version differences. But they managed to pimp out that OS for those phones. Had the, the right people bought uh, the Palm like HP not buy it, in other words, say Microsoft had bought it, maybe there'd actually be a better uh, uh, phone option out there. But HP bought them basically for the patents. All the patents that, that Palmer's sitting on top, that was the major reason they bought them. It wasn't that they believed in the Palm Pre. No, they just wanted the, all the Palm patents, that's for sure. So... Anyway, so so now they're making slates with it, or or, well, or yeah, tablets that, or something. There's supposed to be a big announcement on February 9th, right? right? And they and like they just sent out some invitation card, which was really ambiguous, and everybody assumed it was a tablet. And then last week, something leaked out that it was a tablet. It's going to be a 3G version. There's going to be a Wi-Fi version here in Canada. We're going to get a seven-inch. Uh, 3G version from Bell and Rogers. So they and 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 I was reading Engadget this morning, or or and there was news about it that actually um, they were outing because Engadget broke the story and they were outing pretty uh, uh, Engadget saying you know what you saw on Engadget was nothing compared to what we're going to show you on February 9th. So they're still trying to hype it up to the max. Um, I, obviously, that was a controlled leak. Um, so I don't know. I I know what I'm. I'm my my distrust in. Uh, 
in HP is growing and growing and growing. Is Carly Fiorina still uh, in charge over there? No, HP? she's gone. She's gone. Okay, so well, at least there's that. Um, so I don't know. I don't really know where they're going. They're kind of like a, I don't know what's happening with that company kind of company anymore. They've got they've got a, a computer division which seems to be uh, trailing Asus and Acer in the in, in the product lineup. They're not even Asus. Is it Asus or Asus? Call it Asus. I, was, I, don't know. I thought okay. it was Asus. Yeah. All right, and Acer. I mean, they 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 seem to have fallen behind even these guys as 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 far as innovation and 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 getting stuff out the door. Um, yeah, but I don't know about servers though, because I mean, at work, just about every company we deal with has got an HP. It's either an HP or an IBM. Is their their server room is just you know stocked full of them. Oh, really? We've we're seeing a lot of we see a lot of Dell blades everywhere. Uh, I see a bit of Dell, but not not as much as IBM or HP. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know. I didn't know they were still in the server game. So at least maybe, maybe, maybe that's where they're. You know, and is a company like that that's spread a little bit too thin? You know, still in the game, really. If they're doing a little bit of everything, even IBM sold off their PC division just to concentrate on servers and stuff. They're actually changing the game. The, both those companies are more services oriented than product oriented. Well, I mean, HP is still doing a lot of hardware, like the photocopiers and stuff like that, printers, things like that, aren't they? Like, I don't know, it would work. We've got all Xerox, but yeah, I'm pretty mean, sure HP is still the standard when it comes to printers. I've got a buddy in, uh, in England, Ali, who works for, um, I think it's Procter & Gamble over there. And uh, his job was basically bought out by, well, actually is abolished. And then the service contract was given to HP. And then HP basically now employs him to do the same job he was doing before. So he's doing... Uh, like like Steve was saying, services um, in in the business. So, you know, like maybe these guys, they, they, these are the kind of the, not the kind of companies that that are going to be uh, pushing the forefront of of um, hyperactive devices like phones. Like, I mean, phones change every every six months, you know. And sometimes even these days, like you know, like look at Android phones come they come out every every couple of months as a brand new phone out. Can HP really afford to move that fast and that quickly in that market? Apparently so. We'll have, we'll have to see, won't we? The thing is, HP don't control their... I'm going to get letters for this. They don't control their supply chain like a company like uh, Apple does. Apple makes their own chips. They have control on their factories. HP are an integrating company. They buy chips from everywhere and everyone, but don't make anything in-house. Right? You'll open up a computer... Uh, that they make, and there's nothing in there that is designed by HP and built in an HP factory anymore. It's all stuff that some that they they spec'd out to somebody, uh, or they just buy it as a cots off the shelf um, thing and they pop it in. That's pretty much that's pretty much what what uh, what Dell does too, isn't it? Well, Dell Dell do. Um, sometimes take a, a, a motherboard and, and crack it in half and, and you know, have it sistered together as opposed to just buying the straight uh, okay. Asus board or, or whatnot. Or they'll have the, the you know, very specific Dell Asus board that they just sub out to them. But everything that HP make, they don't make. They basically spec out and, you know, uh, or buy from other people. So they have gone, they don't make, you know, they used to make those calculators and all those really wicked computers back in the day. Nowadays, it's all commercial flimsy stuff that 
they just uh, throw together just like you make a, a beige box, yeah. you know, yeah, in so your basement. That's, that's exactly that, what I was thinking as you were saying that. They're just like beige box makers. Yeah. Whereas if you look at server, and that's for what, a 5% margin? Uh, on a computer because oh, there's a dog's so big... market. The beige boxes, it's like you don't want to get in. There's a dog's market. Everyone's fighting each other for 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 scraps of of, of table of, of 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 table leftovers or whatever. But the but, in, is. but in the services <laughs> I really world, screwed that expression up. By the way, <laughs> apologize but, to all the English majors. <laughs> but but in the services world, and they bought a company like two and a half years ago to get into that game to compete with the IBMs and all these other companies, EDS. And you're looking at twenty to fifty percent margins on consultants. Hmm. So. You know, you, you don't have, and, and the turnover rate is much lower. Whereas, uh, you know, phones, how many, you know, Apple has a one year iteration, but other people are much quicker with their iterations no. because yeah. if, if they don't iterate, nobody buys their stuff, right? Exactly. So uh, most of the other phones are throwaway phones, anyways. You use them for a year, you throw them out because something shiny comes out, and the margins are low, and your R and D have to throw into that, and all the the testing to get FCC certification. I mean, that's it's a nightmare to get a phone certified or any cellular product. So it's a lot of effort, a lot of bureaucracy, just to keep something on the market for six months. Yeah, and if Steph was on the call, he'll tell you that the last three or four iPad iterations of phones have basically just been. Uh, knockoffs of, or, or or even subcontracts of HTC devices or even Motorola devices. They haven't even been their own devices. So it's actually th- them buying Palm could have been you know uh, a, a good way of of getting into that market if they decided to keep doing phones. But I then they seem to have dropped it for for you know a, a, a tablet. And it seems like to me like everybody's doing a tablet because the iPad was so unbelievably huge last year. I mean, I think they sold like, what, 18 or 19 million ta- um, iPads last year, Apple? They, they, it's an insane amount of sales. And m- most people were predicting they'd sell maybe four or five mil. Um, so, you know, everyone says, oh, my God, new exploding, you know. And it's funny because Apple just, in- you know, they didn't invent that market because it was already there. You know, everybody had, there was, you know, p- tablet computing there was netbooks but they just did what they did with the ipod and the iphone right they came in and they just made it that little bit nicer or you know and they just just jigged it a bit to the you know just turned it rotated it added a bit of chrome or did something to it and suddenly you know it's like this this piece of crap thing that you had to use a pen with is like you're using your fingers there's 99 year old women who've never touched a computer before and they're writing you know, writing poetry on it everybody you know they did they did that thing you know and uh and and uh, everybody seems to be wanting to get to get in on the game um we keep hearing more and more news about the the the, the uh the Rim Playbook. No one's seen one yet, but all oh, this stories coming out every five minutes. Everybody's trying to get in on that game all the time. So, yeah. Well, we've actually seen it. You've seen it? Actually, my wife has seen it. Okay. So she, in uh, her hands, picked it up, touched it, yeah. played with it. Uh-huh. Wow, I didn't know. I know that it exists. Okay. So, but the thing is, though, is that the land grab has has happened already. Yeah. Apple came in, grabbed you know the, the application no space. Well, the thing is, yeah, they got the application space out there, and what I don't get is like, because look, the four of us right now, uh, and we can add Steph into that. None of us own iPads, right? No. So none of us I'm have thinking, a snake. <laughs> well, I'm waiting for the second one. The second yeah, one sounds I, 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 that's I think a lot of a lot of um, people are, but I mean, there's a hell of a lot of people who didn't, you know? Yeah. So basically, our entire panel. 
uh, Steph included, none of us have iPads or, or tablets per se, or at least a modern tablet, right? And but if if you think about it, if you were given a thousand dollars to buy a tablet tomorrow, it's not your money, and you would go out and buy it. Honestly, I'd spend a thousand on an iPad Definitely. because there's a trillion apps out there for it. I can go out and buy something by somebody else, you know, and you know, or some South Korean or Taiwanese company and says, "Here you go, here's a fifty dollar tablet, have fun." And once you surf the net for twenty minutes, there's nothing game, else game you can over. do with it, right? Yeah. So you have to wait a year or two for the application community to try to catch up. But at best, it'll never be better than ten percent of what Apple has. No, because and, and, and they, they, they have the audience already. They have the audience everywhere, and they and they brought over good stuff from the iPhone to the iPad. They did it very s- smoothly and seamlessly. Like even even uh, and I, I'm I'm jumping stories a little bit on this one here, but even like with Windows Phone Seven, you know they they they've created this this new OS. They've created this 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 new phone thing and all that kind of stuff. And what they and they're not even thinking of taking that and going to their their slates as 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 Steve Ballmer would would put them. You know they're they're you know they they went to see uh, and I'm and I'm 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 kind of like um, don't have 100 percent facts on this so please call me out if I'm making any mistakes guys but he basically went to CES and he re he recrapped out all the stuff that he talked about last year and saying he's going to be doing this he's going to be doing this he's going to be doing this and we still haven't seen anything from Microsoft on this whatsoever so um, they are. They are a company that I don't know what the hell's going on there, but they haven't come up with anything really exciting except for actual Windows Seven, which was basically their attempt at making Vista better. So I don't know what 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 they plan well, on doing it, in the future. See, yes, they came out with a bunch of Windows tablets, right? Yeah, and the, but they weren't really nothing you could pick up and buy, right? There's all stuff that's going to come. come no, in. I, I mean everything at CES is is way ahead. It's all the the concept and the pre production stuff. Right. Nobody announces anything that's already available at CES. Which kind of annoys the hell out of me with CES a little bit like that because it's all like, okay, this is what it's like. It's like going to a you know going to a Detroit car show and you get to see all the new cool prototypes and all the kind of stuff as well. But there's stuff that's out there, you know, already there. And they're you know they're actually introducing new models. And hey, this was coming in five years, and it's some. It's usually a, a teardrop with some weird looking wheels or something, and then you know a bit of fairing on the back, but. You know, with a CES, it's like, oh, okay, here's 3D technology. Duh. It's amazing. Love it, love it, love it, love it. And they spent a whole year ramming it down your throats. And does anybody here own a 3D television? Nope. No. Nope. My, my television's got three dimensions. Yeah, exactly. It's the same three dimensions as mine. <laughs> uh, if you'd ever buy one. <laughs> well, no, I'm, we, can, we come up to that one as well. I mean, uh, we're going to... Okay, this is this is the plan, guys, and and I might as well you know tease it a little bit because that's you know like we like to do that a little bit. Is that um, I I my I've been given permission from the Ministry of Finance, the Ministry of Internal Affairs, and the Home Ministry that we can finally get a big ass TV. Um, and what about the Ministry of Opposition, was that what about the Ministry of Opposition? Well, that's 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 that would be me, right? And I've been I'm the one who's been pushing for it for the last five years. So it's the whip. So so the, whip. Uh, the party whip. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so she's finally caved in and she's 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 agreed to it and she thinks it'd be a good idea. And, and we're trying to decide now as to what we're going to get. But of course, you know, I know four you know and four or five guys who know way too much about this this crap. So um, uh, we're thinking of making uh, an actual 
uh, video show or uh, just an, an, a whole dedicated episode just into buying a big TV and what you need to know and 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 whatnot. So um, look for that to come in this space somewhere. You, you you have four kids, so I suggest you mounted behind six inches of plexiglass. Yeah, well, that's they, that's the other issue too. Is where it's going to go, and we're going to talk. No, about you, it. you know what? That that's uh, that's uh, not true. Uh, everybody knows if they touch my screen on my laptop, the fingers break. So, <laughs> have the kids learned not to touch the screen on your. I've, I've I've never had to tell the kids that, but I think somehow organically they figured it out. And, uh, it's I, a gene I, pool so, thing. It's a gene pool thing. Well, so we, we we don't have to worry about that. But the, the, so, big, the biggest uh, problem in our house is that the boys know how to turn the television on and off. You know, and 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 so obviously, if we wall mount it, will they be? Will, will they be climbing ladders to try to get for it? But they're two now. You know, they're past that. They're, they're almost past that. They're going to be two next week, believe it or not. They're almost past that level where um, they, do, they do naughty things but don't know it's naughty. You know, they, now they know they're going to get in trouble if they do something. And they, they kind of like know that they shouldn't be doing it. Sure, if you leave them alone but for they four do it hours. Anyway. If you leave them alone for four hours, you know, every single thing in their room is going to be like torn apart or, or, or pulled yeah, out of the drawers and stuff like that. Those are because the two boys. Did, didn't didn't the DPG already tell you not to leave them alone for four hours? You Remember know, what happened? Don't go there because you know what? <laughs> it goes around as quickly as it comes around, my friend. <laughs> I, I, I thought the age where boys do stop doing stupid stuff is fifty five. No, I mean like. It? No, but I mean, there's like we're always doing stupid stuff. No, we are always doing stupid stuff. But there, there's a certain age where they start realizing that it's kind of stupid, you know, and 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 maybe they're going to get into a lot of trouble. Anyway, so we, we, I think we've passed the dangerous stage where they can pull a television down over their head. Um, you know, how much and, you want to bet on that and not know about it? <laughs> I'm opening the polls now. Okay, all right. So maybe not. Maybe maybe, maybe this is a whole bad idea. And it'll take us another year to buy a TV. But please don't tell my Lexi wife glass. because she thinks it seems to be okay. But I'm I'm thinking if we wall mount it, it's not gonna it's never gonna come down. Yeah, if you wall mount it with like three inch uh, lag bolts. Have you seen Have you seen the kind of stuff you need to wall mount one of these big ass TVs to your to your wall these days? Yeah. The brackets are pretty impressive. Um, you know, the wall just needs to be strong enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's the it's a basement wall, so it's going to be. I was, you know, it's, it's going to be pretty damn strong. They have to take the whole wall with them too. So, mm. uh, we'll we'll have to see. Maybe I'll get an engineer in. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that's a show. We, that- uh, I, I know somebody who built this really awesome. Uh, Awesome rack for stacking wood. You could probably it's help you. Completely over engineered, but I mean it's gonna hold. Yeah, All I need is some cedar two by eights. I don't I don't I don't need I don't need and the, six inch R uh, screws. I don't need the rack to to out, outweigh the half life of the stuff they put into the TVs. <laughs> just saying it'll be solid. Just saying, I know. <laughs> all right, all right. So anyway, so did, did, did anybody see anything or hear anything they liked at CES, or was it all overshadowed by the Verizon iPhone? What's well, it wasn't that? overshadowed. I'll just say there's probably a lot of smoke and mirrors during the uh, the CES. Because, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's put out there saying, oh, by the way, we're going to come out with this whatever it is. And it's just like a, you know, a concept car or a prototype car. You see it once, and poof, it just it just disappears. You know, I mean, it's it's only it's only there for for the show. It's only there to get people enticed in what our company, whatever company is, is doing these days, and that's it. 
you know, kind of, kind so, of like Eric's research on uh, on the CES that he put in the links. I just realized you just basically linked the show notes to a Google search. You didn't actually pull out the actual articles that are interesting. You just said <laughs> CES 2011 announcements. Bang, search, and then the <laughs> link goes there. And we have to do our own digging while we're talking about it. <laughs> Why, you want me to cut your meat and chew it for you, too? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but you I'm know, not CS any is, younger. <laughs> CS is also a bit of a of a courting and a love affair, right? Like the, the, when the guy who had Oakley um, sold and then uh, was starting this whole red camera thing. Yeah. I think the first year he showed showed up there, he said to everybody, "This great camera's coming. Just wait." And he had, yeah, but like, he had spec- something to back it up, though. No, no, he had specs on paper. And then the next year he showed up, I think, with a wooden frame and a lens. And it, you know what I mean? It's like we're almost there. We're taking pre-orders. And then finally, the red camera arrived. I think the third CES. And they kind of cannibalized and, 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 it this year, actually. And then they made a what's con- that? They kind of cannibalized the red camera a little bit this year and made a, a consumer version of something. And it wasn't yeah. quite what it should be. Uh, but yeah, I think, but that, I think th- this is a year or two afterwards, yeah, right? So yeah. now they're now they're prosumering it because the 8K cameras are around the corner. 8K, so, holy mother! Of so me. they need to get 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 rid of uh, the original cameras to prosumers, and that's it. Sell more. Has anybody exactly. has anybody ever made a movie like an actual movie with these uh, with the, with one yeah, of these 4K uh, cameras? Uh, Peter Jackson shot with a red camera, and uh, there there are feature films that that they've used the the red on. For sure. What did, what, did, what did Peter Jackson shoot shoot on the red camera? He's shooting the uh, the Hobbit, and he's got. I think I read something insane like he's got twenty two of those cameras during the uh, the whole shoot, the whole production. Twenty two cameras, insane. Wow, that's yep. uh, that's a lot of cameras. That's yeah, a lot of cameras, a lot that's of a money lot, too. That's a lot of money. <laughs> and it's all going digital, eh? Yep. Wow, that's uh, that's a lot of hard drives. In fact, uh, <laughs> the first couple of the first couple of years that they were talking about this red camera, um, they they realized that they were going to break the workflow that people were used to, um, and also the way that the, the director's eye sees the shot is going to be different too, because the digital camera sort of blends the foreground and the background together. It flattens it a little bit as opposed to, you know, the traditional, um, you know, fuzzy background and sharp foreground or vice versa, depending on how you play with the, with the focus. You mean the aperture, like, you know, you're getting the aperture going, yeah, some, some depth of field, right? When yeah. You have, when, you have a, when you have a really, really wide aperture, um, you know, everything, everything's crisp and sharp because, you know, you, uh, no, no, when you have, you have a very small aperture, everything's crisp and sharp. When you open it up, it's only letting a little bit of m- amount of light in. So basically you're focusing on whatever you're actually focusing on. Everything else has way too much light. So it starts to blur out so that, that, what do they call depth of field? And, and, you know, the, it's the, it's the gooey, fuzzy, nicey stuff that we like to take pictures with, with our DSLRs. So yeah, they're doing, they, they lost, but they brought some of that back again when, uh, when they, you know, with it was stuff like the the Canon Canon uh, 5D Mark II and stuff like that. Mm, not nope. sure about that. Because now you can use you can you can open up aperture on on one of these red cameras, uh, not one of these red cameras, on one of these 5D Mark IIs or whatever, and actually take some depth of field film uh, footage and stuff like that. It's possible. I can tell. I don't have the specs. I've never I done it. Uh, I w- I yeah, well, the, the the red code files, uh, like there are 3D file extensions. Um, 
they'll they work in Adobe as of CS4. They work with Premiere, After Effects, Apple's Final Cut Pro. Um, you know, there's a lot of things now that will work with the workflow, but they weren't there when he was demonstrating the camera. So really, all he was be all he was really able to do is video and present, but no. Um, real manipulation or, or, or anything like that. But it all came. I mean, everybody's in it now. Autodesk, Sony, uh, you name it, they're involved in it. So uh, this camera's here to stay. And did, did, you, um, did, you guys, did you guys, I mean, when the first couple of years of the RED camera came out, there wasn't even a, a screen to show it on. It, it, like, you know, there was no, the, 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 the camera was actually bigger than what, the, what it could be displayed through it. Which is kind of crazy because it's not 1080p, right? It's like monstrous size. Like I know it's uh, it's um, four four thousand ninety six by twenty three oh four. Yeah, so there was no displays. Uh, 60, to view yeah, this. that's the sixteen nine setting. But yeah, so there was no displays yeah. to ever see this. You couldn't see this on a, on a, on a on a display. You had to they had to create the display after they created the camera. That's like imagine taking taking like you know inventing the camera and then you know taking a whole bunch of pictures on these negatives and then saying okay um, maybe we should invent paper now <laughs> you know like it was like it was a weird kind of I I just thought it was very amusing but also very weird uh, concept no I'm all alone on that one aren't I okay cricket <laughs> <laughs> cricket. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, so moving along, uh, get off that one as quickly as possible. Um, just on a side note for that one, though, oh, I just oh. read this, that District 9 was shot using nine Red One cameras. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. Oh, well, that's not... Uh... Degrassi Next Generation has used a Red One camera. Get that. That's, that shouldn't really be a... Uh, no, but still, you know, uh, Sanctuary is uh, filmed with a Red camera. And let's see. Oh, Sanctuary, the TV show? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know that. That's what I'm getting here. And the new Spider-Man will be entirely filmed with the new Red Epic camera. Red Epic oh. camera. The yeah. Spider-Man reboot? The reboot, yeah. Let's just hope that the Spider-Man reboots is, is as epic as the camera. Mm. <laughs> oh, like that's I said. going. Oh. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I will not hold my breath again. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there just yet there, but um anybody uh got anything happening for Mobile World Congress, which I'm I'm I'm, I'm wanting to click on it, but I'm pretty sure oh no, it's an actual link this time. Woohoo! Yay, Eric <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you see, Johnny. Tell us what you see. Oh uh, this is like European. I just yeah. been there. Couldn't they organize this at Christmas? No, then you might have shown up. Yeah, you know what I was wishing I actually could have happened is that um, if I had planned my my year better, I could have been at Loeb just before I left for England. For England, then sw- gone over to England, and then just as I finished coming to England, I could have gone straight to Vegas and been to 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 CES. Mm-hmm. Which, which you know, sounds sounds like a pretty awesome. Sounds time. fantastic, but I'm, I don't think the missus would have agreed. <laughs> well, I was, you know, but that's just take, me. Take hey. her with her. Take take her with me, really. But uh, you know, I would have been in there. I would have been in England for for Christmas. She couldn't have complained that badly, right? You sandwich a trip with a meeting in another country. That's got to be pretty romantic, no? 
Uh, yeah, very. <laughs> That's not going to happen anytime soon, I see it. So this Mobile World Congress, basically it's a GSM um, CES, I guess? Yeah, it think? comes down to CES in Europe, I think, basically. Right? Cause I thought it was more ha- phone-related. It seems to be a lot more towards... But yeah, but look, look at how much stuff came out of CES that was 3G, right? Yeah, but they also, did a lot of th- they also did a lot of 3D. They also did a lot... They yeah. talked about electric cars at CES as well. Which is kind so, of weird. yeah, I think I think uh, the Mobile World Congress is more focused on mobile phones, but uh, it's I don't like know. It's we'll got see. Nokia There'll be a few more it. things coming out there, probably. You know, whatever didn't make it to CES will probably come out at Mobile World Congress. Okay, but it looks like it's very much uh, everything's done by by Nokia on here. Well, Nokia is the big one in Europe, right? And Nobody cares about Nokia in North America. Well, no, I mean Sony Ericsson's pretty huge too. Um, They've got some pretty some pretty slick devices, and like like um, Chris was saying in episode thirty six, that it actually the the Sony Ericsson syncs really well up with the PS three, uh, which is the, um, the pretty much the big the big gaming platform in Europe. So, um, you know, I guess it's up to the, those two guys to play. And and, and the iPhone's getting bigger and bigger in, over there as well. And there are some talk of Android phones. I saw a few. The funny thing about Android phones in Europe is that nobody actually realizes that they're Android phones. You know, they buy a Samsung. And it's got this, you know, these these buttons and these apps on it, and they have no idea what what it is. They just, it's a Samsung. They got it from Orange. You know, they don't know anything about what's actually on the device. They're just using it. So uh, they do they do seem to mask their their Androids a little bit better, and they don't really draw too much attention to it. But it just seems to be working well. So we'll have to we'll have to follow. So that's February fourteenth through to the seventeenth, I guess. We'll have to. So if you're not doing one. anything for Valentine's Day, you can attend the beginning of Mobile World Congress. Okay. Uh, what day is Valentine's Day this year? <laughs> <laughs> the same. The same day that 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 that, that Steve will be reporting live from Mobile World Congress. <laughs> no, he's gonna have a date on it and then go to Mobile World Conference. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. That was I'll, bad. I'll check in. <laughs> okay. Speaking of check-ins, you're at the Apple Store again today. What was all that about? Uh, was um. We were going there to buy some stuff and eat some supper at the food court, and walked on in and out of the Apple Store, just cause. Okay, so it wasn't it wasn't uh, trying to get your screen fixed or anything. No, no, I gotta. Maybe He's trying to become a mayor again. He's, or something. He is. He's. I know. I. So I try. I'm trying to egg it out of him here, Ben. Mm. <laughs> Look, he you know wants what? to be mayor of the most Apple stores in the world. He's, yeah, he's but as long as, he well giving, I, as long as he keeps giving iPhones to geniuses, that'll never happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. I, I, I got, I've never I, seen a genius with a BlackBerry. Funny how that works. Kind of like that Coke uh, and Pepsi drivers in the commercial with the <laughs> <Yeah>. YouTube <laughs> thing. You know, it happens. It's just rare. Yeah, yeah. And I, I have a feeling that that they they probably control that very well at Apple, better than what than how Microsoft might want to control it. Uh, Microsoft having a lot of trouble with trying to get people to hide their white iPhone, uh, white iBuds on on campus. Have been for a long time now. So as uh, Eric, Eric, Eric did all the show notes. We got to thank him for everything tonight. Um, Steve thanks, Ballmer, Eric. Yeah, thanks, Eric. So Steve Ballmer uh, thinks. Well, actually, you know, he Eric's title on this is Steve Ballmer thinks WP seven phones are the best. Um, basically, that's Steve Ballmer's attitude towards everything Microsoft done. It's the best. So it has to be. he's he's pushing his own. Product he has to, and no one else is doing it. Else, but uh, even even when uh, when uh, Paul Thoreau, the Windows guys on on Twit, decides to bash Windows, you know you got a problem. Um, 
So what did uh, what did the LG guy uh, that you know intimately because of I, your xenon issues um, let slip? I, I think it was LG. I couldn't find the link anymore. Or is it or was um, that just another way of bringing up the xenon? Yes. Okay. You brought it up. <laughs> um, it, it was one of the uh, the Asian phone manufacturers. I'm pretty sure it was LG. Okay. There's kind of he was kind of like that. Windows. He basically said it failed miserably, and, and nobody's that excited about it. And they, so, to be to be quite they, honest, they don't actually have a very good. Um, they don't actually have a very good uh, Windows Phone Seven device, anyways. The LG, um, at least not the one that's being touted here in Canada. It's a little. Well, bit here they lame. have the keyboard, right? Like yeah. the sl- keyboard slider one. Yeah, and it's a little bit of a lame duck. The processor in it's pretty, pretty, pretty harsh, um, and and it's a bit, it's a bit clunky. So I don't know what. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, you know, if it if it's if it's taking any traction, really. I mean, I'm seeing more Androids in the wild than anything else these days. The Android operating system looks nice. I've seen the uh, Windows 7 Mobile or Mobile 7 OS, and honestly, it's for kids. The features on it uh, you know, has a lot of stuff that's not very um, special. Um, it integrates with Facebook into your contacts. So if you change your Facebook uh, profile picture... Your f- picture will automatically change in the contacts of the person who owns the phone. You can also see the person's status in their contact information. None of that I want. I mean, to me, none of that's appealing. Then there's the Windows Live stuff, which if you're a gamer, it's great. But again, I just want to be able to take my movie that I'm watching and throw it on my TV. Uh, if any phone I had could do that, which I currently have, I'd be happy with it. I think that's a good feature. What it does nicely uh, is it proposes multiple words that it thinks you're typing. And if you start backspacing, it doesn't disappear on you. And if it inserts the word, it automatically puts a space after it. So it, it, it Wait, Hang on, hang on. My like pocket PC 2002 thing does that. Not as well as this, Eric. I know what he's talking about. And it actually is pretty. Is pretty it, they, they all show up at the bottom. And yeah. you click on the one you like. Yeah. And okay, the Android and the iPhone don't do that. Well, so. the, the the iPhone gives you two options with the uh, with the uh, when it spell checks, right? Yeah, it does, and it's annoying. Well, you can turn that off too, eh? Well, That's yeah. Two options. I only ever get I only really get one one option. Oh, really? Type, 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 and as I type, the word changes. But when you get the little red squiggly line underneath it, you click that, and sometimes you'll get three or four different options. Oh, yeah, but I never get that. talking about suggesting words. As you type. Not correcting words that you have to. Yeah, I never never pay attention to that anyways, because usually if you start looking at that too much, what ends up happening is that you don't actually type anymore. You're just reading that and trying to make a change and go hit in backspace, go backspace. I, I write the whole word, and usually by the time I finish writing the whole word, it's decided that the, the whole word I wanted to write is also the one that it suggested, and it's usually fine. Yeah. And I find the, the UI is kind of dizzying because you slide the screen you're on up or down or left and right to get to different things. So you sort of have to, in your mind, you have to know. realize, okay, so if I'm here and I go to the, the right, I'll get to A. But if I'm here and I go down, I'll get to B. And what what can I do from either of those? So you really have to become proficient. In so it the feels it feels a bit like using a Rubik's cube, you know, like you got you got to think three or four moves ahead all the time. Exactly, and it's not bad if you 
if you think in three dimensions on a six-planed cube, but but you're looking at a flat screen. Right, so <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. So if you flip I, I it over, to, you don't see what's on the back. The, the the software developer and designer in me thinks that's awesome. The guy who uses a telephone and gets mad when things work funny hates it. So no, I, I totally agree with you. And so you know who buys the phone is the guy who uses the phone, not the developer who thinks the feature is cool. Right? I've I've written enough code that you realize at some point the thing that you you really love. The customer says, well, we don't, we don't really want that. We don't really need that. Thank you. So, I, I don't know. I think the phone is targeted for a 21-year-old. And I don't think so. I, I don't think it's even targeted for them. I think it's, it's targeted for um, either, in, either a lot younger who don't even care about phones. Like, they just, they, 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 dad gave them a phone sort of thing. Here's your phone. You know, you live with it. Or the, the 40-somethings who have never had a smartphone and suddenly want to get email. Well, yeah. I mean, Windows Phone 7 has got to integrate really well with uh, with Exchange, doesn't it? Well, it actually has Office built into it. Okay. Which is so kind, kind it's of got nice. Outlook, right? It's got your email calendar. Well, it's, not, it's, it's not Outlook. It's not. It's not going to be Outlook. It's going to be like uh, whatever the 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 same kind of the same kind of mail that goes into the same kind of mail protocol that's going to go into your Android or your iPhone. The Exchange. Uh, web inter the uh, mobile mobile interface is the one that's going to be working on it, but it won't yeah. be it won't be Outlook as such. Like you won't be able to edit your rules um, on it. You might be able to change your description, your, your your out of office reply, or a few little things like that. But you're not going to be able to do the full Outlook kind of stuff on it. That's for sure. The calendar is actually pretty lame. You look at the calendar yeah. and it's not great. The only thing, and I hear you can't have one or two one or two calendars. Like I have three calendars, right? I have like the work calendar, I have the personal calendar, and then we have like the family activity calendar, right? Yeah. So, so you know, the, and then there's like the dad cast calendar, and then the, you can, and then I download other Gmail calendars, like the hockey game calendar and stuff like that. So, and apparently you can't, you can only do like the one. Yeah. Well, you know, it, yeah, it's limited, but at the same time, it's it's the first step, right? This is the eight, uh, we get there, get it eighty percent of the way. It's first but, step, but this isn't that. this if, isn't the first step. For they've them. only been doing it since Windows Mo- Mobile. No, no, 3.1, but, this, but this this version of the OS. This yeah. is a whole new redesign. You know, it's a different animal. Totally, it's their first. You know, let's throw it out there, and if 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 the pasta sticks, it's it's cooked, right? And and you know that there's going to be tweaks, there's going to be feedback, they're probably going to get any usage reports that no one knows are flying out the back of that telephone. And, um... Oh, you mean like that unnamed third party that's sucking up all your uh, data? Yeah, I think there's a I think they call that, that Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that was, uh, the social network was filmed on a red. Really? Yeah. Oh. Another, uh, I, 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 I don't know. I don't even know if I want to watch the the social network. Did you see it? I haven't seen it. I'm gonna. It watch was available Blu-ray. on the plane to watch, and I just like, oh, uh, do I want to see Zuckerberg for three hours of this flight? No. Move on. I don't know. I, I have no interest. I feel like I've I've read enough about it on Twitter. <laughs> I don't need to, I don't need to see the movie anymore. But yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe if it's playing on TQS one night, I'll watch it. E-U-S. <laughs> it's not even TQS anymore anymore. It's V, isn't it? V. V. You know what? I v. never go below the 50s on my uh, TV. You True. hater. Don't you watch 33? What's 33? Uh, no, I watch 633. I watch 633. Oh, you got the HD. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Don't worry, you will too. I don't know. We'll see about that. Well, dude, if you buy a high-definition TV and you don't pay the five bucks they had the high-def feed, you're insane. No, I'm not saying that I'm not going to get the high-def feed. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just doubting the whole concept of the project right now. Oh. <laughs> don't worry, Eric's working on a feasibility study for you, so uh, oh. be ready by Friday. I, I, know, I know some people at Home Depot that can hook you up with some, uh, some plexiglass and some lag bolts. Can, can, you, can you talk to those same people, see if they can finish your basement anytime soon? <laughs> I, have, oh, how, I went how, there. Yeah, I went there. <laughs> how how big are the screens and the cash registers at Home Depot? Maybe we can sort of get get them. Uh, you know, Home had, Depot this, cash we, register action going in that basement. I had, I had this cool screen at the the Radio Cafe in London where it was there were plasma screens, but they were small and they were square. They were like twenty uh, something inch screens, but they put like twelve of them together and they made like this big, huge, massive wall. And it was really cool, uh, you know, for like, you know, in, a, in, a, in an environment where the video's there, but it's not what you're, you know, you don't go to that place to watch a movie. You go to that place because it's playing videos or clips and stuff like that. And it was really cool, that concept of having these, all these TVs like just smushed together, you know, and, and having like building a one bigger screen out of it. I thought that was kind of neat, really. And this was a radio station. It was a, it's a radio cafe. So basically it was, uh, it was, they, they, now it's, um, now it's a Yates's wine bar, unfortunately, but in Leicester square of London, there's this great big, um, it's really gorgeous, uh, um, uh, touristy area. And they had this restaurant at the bottom of the, ra- of the radio station They said, well, let's make something of it. And they tried to t- turn into a theme radio station. So obviously that was their, uh, their attempt at that. And uh, now it's a Yates's wine bar, so you know what happened there. You'll probably yeah. just put a Johnny Rockets in there. Well, it was almost like a bit like a Johnny Rockets, actually. But anyways, okay. So <laughs> getting back to to uh, I don't know where that rat hole was going. Honestly, <laughs> Europe <laughs> somewhere in Europe. Europe. So uh, Steve, when you were traveling in uh, in in Europe, did you uh, did you use Evernote a lot? Uh, you know what? I did discovered you like it. what I did there? Did you like I, what I did there? <laughs> I had it I've had it installed for months on my phone. And I have a new new boss at the office who actually we discussed our goals as a team. And one of my goals was to, to actually uh, use technology to get myself organized because I adopt technology to the limits, but for organization, I walk around with a black leather, uh, ledger book and I just take notes down. I'm very analog in that regard. Like a moleskin or something. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. But the thing is, it's terribly inefficient because you're, you're taking down notes and then you're either transcribing or forgetting or not keeping them up to date. It was a lot easier when I had a lot less to do and it worked really well. So I said, oh, I had the IT guys install OneNote, and I've had Remember the Milk and Evernote installed almost since day one of the iPhone, but never really used them because it, it, it just didn't click for me, or I, I wasn't ready at, the point, at that point. But well, I, Remember I, the Milk is nice, but it just doesn't, it's really hard to use unless you get the pro account because you can only sync it to your computer once a day. Yeah, and so, you know, ooh, I didn't really want to take a chance me. on something that I, I couldn't really preview well. And that remember the milk I was sort of hoping to use, sort of for 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 managing the household. You Remembering know. the milk, right? Exactly. <laughs> but but Evernote really, you know, I, I like the idea. I, I really researched it recently because I hate OneNote. 
I, I installed it at the office. I look at it. I, said, I don't even know how to use this. Are you looking? Um, engineers must have designed the UI on it because it's you. You sort of get a feel like I know where they're going with this, but how can I use it well? And you, it's not. It, it's not quickly uh, noticeable. OneNote was designed, and I know this for like a little bit firsthand knowledge. Was designed for the the pen based tablet PC. Um, it was based. It was supposed to be that thing that you take to a meeting and you you use your OneNote, you jot crap down, and then you go back and you turn it into something real. Um, and so basically, doing exactly what you're doing with your Moleskin, but on a digital digital tablet, and then trying to like digitize everything afterwards. And who was it that we had somebody when we were both working in that blue room there that that had one of those, and it was just like crap. Um, Oh Anyways. yeah, it's that project manager, right? It was uh, it was the guy who was he ended up turning into accounting or something, didn't he? Uh, he I don't was know. the brother of uh, of one of the head guys. No, oh, I'm thinking of somebody else. Okay. Anyways, anyway, but, it doesn't matter. Terrible but, uh, soccer player. Never, never, would never ever go for the ball. He'd wait till you kicked it right at him. It's so annoying. Uh, <laughs> anyways, but it was that was the problem with it, right? Is that is that you ended up having to redo your work twice. So it's like it's like useless, you know. Like I don't. I don't want to use a pen-based stuff. I'll just type stuff out, or I'll talk into it, or I'll take pictures of it, or do something. Right? Yeah. So. I, I, but this Evernote works well, and it's easy, and it's it, it. You can tell there's a lot of thought put into it. You you can you can snap a picture of something that you know, say I don't know, a bottle of wine that you want to remember the label or something. But it'll OCR the text uh, up in the cloud, so it's searchable not only with the tag that you put on it, but the, what's if, on the label? What's on the label? So if you take if you take a photo of a Chateau Le Pap and you do a search for a Pap later on, that that label will pop up even though you never tagged it as a Chateau Le Pap. And you can choose to do language OCR. So I actually have it set to Francais and English okay. as my two languages for the OCR because I'm bound to be snapping a picture that has French on it or something. So oh, so that's all the Pap. Yeah, it, so it'll, it'll either allow you in Evernote to snap a picture in, in real time and, and tag it there, or take something from your photo, um, uh, you know, the photo that it's already on your camera, uh, on your iPhone, for example. But you can also type in a note or even do a vo- voice memo. So once they're all saved and tagged, it'll sync up to to the, the Mac. It'll sync up to my work desk. And any uh, any, any Evernote application you're using. Exactly. Uh, although the Mac version is more advanced than the PC version, believe it or not, because on that one, I added my wife and she added me to to be viewers of their notes, um, their notebooks. That's actually just new. The the yeah, sharing it's, it's the sharing new. option is new for the Mac. It still is in beta on Windows, and you can get it if you if you want to the beta version for the Windows. And it actually does work pretty well. I have it on my. On my, I have a Workdale that sits on my desk. We all know, but it, it can't actually ever move because the USB is broken on it. So, <laughs> so the Dell on my desk uh, laptop, which you know it doesn't move, has Evernote. So basically, everything I do gets synced back to it, uh, which is pretty cool as well. I haven't used. I don't like my wife's not. She's an iPhone user, but she's not an Evernote user yet, and she doesn't. You know, even though she has her own laptop, she doesn't really have a call for taking these kind of notes but maybe it's something we can get her in, into using as well but i looked at that and it looked the sharing thing looked really really cool i was actually thinking of of how good it would be for uh, like a two fat dads application you know like mm-hmm. is it a better place for show notes than google docs i don't know uh you can't do the live typing in it but it is good if we're going to do like uh like this um 
this this home theater project, right? So I was already in Best Buy last week, and I'm call, you know I'm, I'm obviously completely confused. So I call up uh, Steve and I said, okay, what's going on? And he said, you know, talk about stuff. Took a few pictures of some of the stuff, put them straight, and instinctively put them straight into Evernote. So and then now now I have that you know I have those tags. I have a picture of the TV, and I have you know what I know what I'm gonna you know I can go back and see. Oh yeah, that those are the specs on that TV, or no, that's what it looked like. Oh, remember how crappy that was. So it actually is. You find uses to it all the time. It's pretty scary, and it's highly functional, free. And there's yeah. a little nag ad in the bottom left corner, and that I, I don't really care one way or the other about. But we're actually considering if we really like it in the next couple of months. It's forty five bucks a year uh, as a service, and it allows you to also then have write permissions on other people's notebooks as long as you're, you're given that permission. Yeah. Whereas the free version will only give you read permission on other people's notebooks. Yeah, yeah. No, we, I, I looked at that too and I, I, was, I was thinking of implementing it in our, in our e-business team and I didn't... Uh, and I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm still the only person who uses it. Although everybody does appreciate when I send them the Evernote notes I took in a meeting and then uh, the, you know the couple pictures of the white... Because that's what I do. I use it for mind mapping a lot. I'll take a picture of the whiteboard and then just basically I have like, and then it allows us to go on and, you know, erase that whiteboard where we can come back to it anytime we like because we have like, uh, you know, a three megapixel picture of it. So it's pretty cool, you know, uh, in, a, in, a, in a business a- application, it's, it's pretty cool to have that um, ability to like, you know, oh, I can just take a picture of anything like that. And if I need it, I'm going to search it and actually will even decipher my handwriting on the whiteboard and, and tell me what I wrote, which is pretty cool because sometimes I've forgotten. Because I haven't really played, I can't even read my own writing. I haven't really played a whole lot with the OCR, but I'm really keen on pushing it. Yeah. So uh, I'm anxious to see how it goes, and it, it actually makes the argument for a, an iPad a little stronger now. Uh, if you know, to be walking around with an, just with an iPad and you know, Evernoting all over the place, as opposed to dragging a laptop around. Well, so, and this is this is this is my my vision of what I want an iPad to be for. Like I want because I you know you never know what's going to happen in life, right? You never know where you're going to be or what or what's going to be. But all I know is that when I'm in an office, when I'm in my office environment right now, um, I end up lugging my laptop around, and it means unplugging the screens, unplugging all the drives. You know, maybe stopping a, an RDC connection or maybe you know doing something. And it just basically means like I've got to stop my current workflow to go and take notes. Although my laptop is amazing at taking notes. I don't want to really just, you know, completely kill my entire work setup just to take 10-minute notes in a 15-minute in a meeting, you know? So for ben, that application, the iPad would be excellent. Ben, Eric, what do, what do you guys do to organize, like, your day or, or keep yourselves on track? Do, do you use I, paper uh, lists or...? I, I wait till the project manager comes running up to me and says, Eric, did you do this? We need it now. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you'll have it. Don't worry. It'll beat your desk by the time you get back there. And then I do it. I so you're, honest, that, you're that guy. Okay. <laughs> I honestly still no, use a Filofax. I uh, yeah, I take notes on paper, and I have a, a whiteboard at work. Don't like you on, use a white window too? Yes, we we write on the windows too. <laughs> but uh, I have my own little whiteboard at my desk where I kind of have all my projects and what's got to get done next and stuff. So oh, if I'm, I'm in a meeting, I take notes on paper. So I'm horrible at at organizing myself like that. I'll I'll put it on bits and 
bits of paper all over the place and I still can't find them. And I find them a year later. It's like, oh yeah, I had to do that. Mm. Well, you, you'd, you'd be prime for Evernote because your, 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 your stuff is all over. Not, not, I don't yeah, know. I didn't, yeah, yeah. I don't mean to say it like that. No, but no, you're no, using, I, I understand you know, what you it's, it's going to be a post-it note. It's going to be a, this, it's going to be a note about that. It's going to be a picture here. It's going to be some, something you see or something you, and the cool thing about Evernote, it can be an audio note. I quickly need to remember this bang, bang, bang going in there. And then, but the problem is that I find as well with Evernote is that you have to discipline yourself to go back into it every once in a while and just tag everything or just actually delete stuff that's no good. So on, on which platform is, uh, are you using it now, Steve? Are you using it on the iPhone and at home on the Mac? I have it on the iPhone and uh, on the Mac. Uh, Jen's actually installed it also uh, on the same two platforms. And I also have it installed on my work uh, laptop. Uh, and I find it's an easy way. I'm careful on what I put on it, though. Like I, I, I put stuff that's really me stuff, and less, you know, I don't put anything that's, that's sensitive from the company in it because I'm, I'm cognizant that it's going up in the cloud, right? And it's, and it's, right. and it's being the OCR is happening by some little guy in India. Exactly. So who knows <laughs> how that's being stored and parsed? But like for example, I, I was I interviewed a guy this morning uh, by phone at eight o'clock, and I didn't want to drag my laptop home last night. So I, I basically just copy-pasted the job description into a note. So then I, when I got on the train, I was flipping through the job description, just familiarizing myself with the, with, the, uh, with the role. And that way I didn't have to bring my laptop home just for that. It's also, you know? it's also a really, really good way of, of clipping news articles too. Like I have, um, oh I yeah, started doing that too. That's awesome. So basically, you're in, you're in, you, it plugs straight into your web browser, Ben and and Eric, um, you, uh, Firefox, uh, Safari, Chrome. Um, I don't know about IE. I don't, can you plug anything to IE? IE has a uh, taskbar level clipper that that runs like as a service outside of the browser. Okay, so I've never used actually that. So and, and in my menu. Uh, in my big menu on my Mac, I have this this little elephant head, uh, which is the Evernote symbol, and it basically right. says, you know, uh, paste to Evernote. So you can highlight anything in any program, hit that paste to Evernote, and it'll just basically create a new note out of it. Um, and then usually what it does is if if it knows it's a web page, it'll put in the link, it'll put in uh, you know what it is. So this morning I, I saw something that I thought would be awesome for uh, for Steve to read um, uh, prove that he's actually right about something so I, I I was reading the article in the price and I basically evernoted it and then uh, from evernote sent him um, kept myself that note so I could read it later but then also just sent him a, a quick note saying hey don't forget to read this it's really good and, and basically but, uh, could, couldn't you install right. the gmail button in your toolbar and while you're on that page, just hit the Gmail button and send it to him and keep because yourself Because I, I wanted a copy of it for myself, right? But I don't want to have to go back into my Gmail and get it, right? The Gmail is, is, is going to get sent by Gmail no matter what because that's how I send emails. Uh, what I want to do is I want to keep a note in my, in my archive about this, this article. So I'd rather have it here. You know, and not just rely on and searching Gmail all the time for stuff that I might have sent somebody, or did I send it to him, or did I not? But I know that I read something and I thought it was cool, so I probably clipped it. And I yeah, put and it in there. there's a little checkbox to to just say if you want to just contain the uh, the URL and some information about it, or if you want to actually take the web page content so that you can read it offline. So that if you if you do want to read it, you can hit the URL. But if you're offline. Well, that note is is stored. You can actually just read the, the words that are on the, that web page. 
Okay. So exactly, what advertisers, I guess, on newspapers are going to hate this, but it works really well. And everything is cloud based. Yeah, it's all stored well, up in the cloud. I mean, there's a backup copy on your compu- on your computers on all the different computers you use, but it is stored in the cloud and it syncs they, to the they, cloud. They, yeah, they all synchronize to the cloud and from the cloud, but they end up being stored locally on your machine. So it's oh, available okay. offline. It's just yeah, on the right. iPhone. If you don't get the Pro app, you need to be online to view it on your phone. Right. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It'll store the titles, but not the actual articles or or the the the, the notes themselves. But anyway, it's, it's a it's a five by five application. Like I can't imagine. I know they're going to improve it, but right now it sort of does everything I need it to do. Well, okay, yeah, and, if and, 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 if I can chime in for a minute here, the I'm looking at the the in the app store right now, and there's a lot of people who are giving it like a two and a half three stars. I know it's stupid because it's not exactly you know uh, the way that the the you're, you're basing your opinion on a uh, an app is, you know, gratuitous for everybody. The point is, is that if it's saying it's this, it's that, it's this and that, should I be listening or reading what these people are saying, the reviewers, and believing? Okay, it's free, so I would just download it and make up your own opinion. Uh, but in generally speaking, in, and I find a lot of the times with productivity notes, productivity applications and, and stuff like that, is that there are so many people who want uh, free applications to perform like, OmniFocus that is like a $99 application. Yeah, well, that's not going to happen, obviously. And, no, but they want that. They expect that. Yeah, yeah, okay. They, Why can't you do this? And you're like, right. so then, you know, they get all they get all antsy and shirty because, right. you know, this this free application that stores everything in the cloud and makes your life easier doesn't perform like something that 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 took, you know, like a team of, 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 of Developers engineers, and, yeah, you know, yeah. like whatever, and then costs $99. And it probably is full worth $99. But to tell you the truth, Half the time I'm doing something, I want a very basic note about it. I don't need to go into all the incidentals and all the other stuff about everything possible um, um, about it. I just want to have that clipping. I want to get that thing right here, right now, perfect. And it's got – it struck to me the right balance of what it can do and what it asks you to do to be able to perform something properly, right? right. So – so it's it's like anything, garbage in, garbage out, right? You just if True. you put in if you put in a whole bunch of crap into it, it's probably gonna look like crap. But if you're only using it to tag and stuff and, and clip articles and things like that, and the search feature is that good, then it's gonna be great. Remember when Gmail first started out? Yeah. It was a fantastic email application. Wait, well, no, it wasn't a fantastic email application. The only reason why Gmail was so cool is because you never had to delete anything, and the search feature there, yeah. had Google, so it was super easy to search for anything you like. But it didn't super have fast. any. Yeah, super fast, and it didn't have any features of Outlook or anything else. They built right. that in over the years, and it's become quite good. But the beauty about it was that you just shove everything into this great big box, and you use it. Right. Okay. The, the then I'll, I'll download it. Then download it. Yeah, have it a play with it. My my tastes have changed over the years. Uh, I used to be a type of guy who, who who liked a couple of apps that did everything for me, and now I like precision tool apps. You know, something that does this. Like I I I used to try to get Outlook to do everything for me, be my calendar, keep all my contacts. Then I'd have my tasks. And I was never good at using the tasks, and I'd use the flags to keep emails aside to remind me to do them later. But every four or five months, I'd go through them and delete the things that I've done. They were not reminding me to do anything. So now I use Outlook to um, send email and have a calendar at the office. Nothing else. Even my contacts, my phone points to Gmail, uh, to Google. It doesn't even point 
to my exchange server. Uh, plus, you know, I, I got burned by that once. Um, Was but, that so? You don't you don't you don't check your you don't check your work mail on your iPhone anymore? I check my work mail on my iPhone, but I, I and it and it only uses the exchange uh, address book for the corporation, and it, and it so. My contacts, I stopped syncing them with the Exchange server because if you change your password in Windows and you wait a little bit and then you go change it in your phone, your phone has tried to hit the, the Exchange server a couple of times. Maybe that couple of times too many where it freezes your account because um, it tried three times or ten times before the uh, Exchange limit got hit, so it'll freeze your account. No big deal, except that once your account is frozen, your contacts are no longer vetted by Exchange, and therefore they're stored locally, but no longer accessible to you. Mm. So I went from having 380-some contacts to zero. And I don't know if you tried to use a phone to, to dial people, but I know about three phone numbers to memory. The rest <laughs> are all in my contacts. <laughs> so ever since that day, I said, you know what? My contacts are my contacts. No, my, they've always been mine. I will never give those to a company. I'm sorry. I don't care how nice you are to me. You want you want to to you know deal with the, my people. Well, then you either have to get them as clients because they don't belong to you. And I've always yeah. done that. I've always kept them separately. And that's one of the things that kind of annoyed me about the BlackBerry is that it would kind of it would it would keep them separate on the desktops, but on the BlackBerry they all be together. And I was always fa- uh, afraid of like contact leakage. Like, you know, a personal contact slipping into the exchange server and stuff like that. So the iPhone does it beautifully. It segregates uh, my contact list perfectly well. I'm yeah. very happy with that. Actually, <laughs> sorry, I don't mean... <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> that's a little, bit, a little bit intensive there. <laughs> segregates my contacts Segre- very well. That's such a very terrible good. word, eh, now? Like, you can't even use that word properly anymore. Even though it, that's what you want to use. That's the appropriate word for it. It just has... So much negative connotation to it. Oh, that's core, you believe the uh, core. <laughs> What's that? What's that's that? even worse. <laughs> My contacts have been quarantined. Well, no, that's the podcast got quarantined. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, anyways, just to say, uh, I used to be a Leatherman tool guy, and now I'm a pair of pliers, a knife, a screwdriver guy. Full tool belt. Because your whole yeah, tool belt. Exactly, and I, I, I'm a much happier person in how I use my technology because uh, everything has purpose as opposed to trying to shoehorn stuff that really wasn't intended to do something well, but it's a tool I have. And that, that's not how I live my life with real tools, and that's not how I'm going to use my computer either. So, I've never, I've never you been mean, a fan. You, mean you don't use the back end of the battery of the drill to hammer in nails? <laughs> Is that what it's for? Right. <laughs> so the only reason I can figure they made the damn thing so heavy. No, but and and, and that's exactly what um, what annoys me the most about when I when I when I'm asked to do some 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 corporate training and and you find out that that you know the user's been using their email as a to do list and they'll email themselves uh, the same the same thing you know every single day because they wanted to go back to the top of their email list. I, I, that kind of stuff just drives me back crazy. I'm like, well, why don't you use a task? Oh, what's task? Oh, you know, like 
or they have something that needs to get done on a certain day. So instead of like just scheduling a calendar event for that day, they'll just like keep, they'll email it to themselves, you know, for that day. And they'll, you know, they use their email for everything. And I just, I'm having a lot of trouble with those people. Like, you know, those kind of people just like kind of drive me nuts. Now I've learned over the years to try to not show that anger so much. (laughs) And try to like be, be more acceptant of people, but so now instead of biting, you're just showing your teeth, right? No, yeah, now he like segregates them. Bastards. The the office HR manager doesn't show up behind you, telling you like Jay, Jay, if you're turning red again. She <laughs> she actually actually has spoken to me in a long time, which is which is could be good and scary at the same time. But uh, but the the other, I mean, we've had we've had more HR people in our office than we have. Um, uh, employees in some cases, so um, I've stopped, you know, trying to bark down that window too many times. About I used to have this whole thing. I used to like to do this, like you know, email productivity and how to how to use your your Outlook and your and your everything properly, and that's just become a real uh, nightmare because nobody, um, everybody wants to know, but nobody wants to do any of the work. So it's I'm unfortunate like, because I mean, you were doing a good job with that. There's a lot of things that uh, that you sent over that I you know was like oh yeah I should do that and I started doing it yeah and it's, it, it's, it's, it's a shame that nobody else caught on I, th- I think it's because it's got to be top down right you, a, a culture like that has to come from the top you know and I'm you know if your boss tells you that that you're you're going to use Evernote and so you'll use Evernote if the boss tells you to use Outlook and use Outlook for this but don't send me you know don't email me a calendar reminder you know don't do this whatever you know like that email mm. is not the solution for life then you're going to you're going to you're going to take heed to it if if nobody tells you anything you're going to do whatever you're going to do it, you're, yeah. you're, whatever you're your normal you're used to doing or if it, it, like what what Steve and Eric, and, and Erica just said if if you're only ever taught to use a hammer you're going to not only hammer in nails, but you're going to hammer in screws, and you're going to ha- you're going to demolish your walls with hammers. You're never going to know that they, that the stuff like oh, screwdrivers. Oh, is that what I was doing all the time? <laughs> You'll never discover that sawzalls and <laughs> and 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 screwdriver do do pretty good jobs too, right? So it, it's like it's it's that mixed bag of 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 uh, of stuff, and I you know. At the end of the day, like I was doing it so people wouldn't annoy me so badly all the time. Like I would, I would get so annoyed with getting these crappy requests that I just said, yeah. I went up to the person and said, look, you can't do that anymore. It doesn't make any sense, you know. And then uh, less, less customer, um, less interaction with those people, suddenly that problem is no longer a problem anymore, even though it probably right. still is. You know, like if I have to read through a thread of emails from from the office, I will go insane because there are you know stars and urgent and everything that, and the week and the emails four weeks old. You know, like there's like all kinds of stuff all over the place, and it's just you know, Mm. it's got to be a culture. They don't, they don't, I don't, they don't. Nobody teaches that when you start off a job, right? So I had taken the initiative to do it, and and it never got caught on, and so now I'm not doing it anymore. If you know, if a company ever says to me again, you know, if the company, if my company, if any any company says to me, okay, we want you to come in and do this for our company, I'll be glad to do it. I'm a, still a huge believer in it, but I also am a believer that you have to want to change to be able to change. Right. What's that book that you read, Eric, uh, that was really crap and that made you read at work? Um, the Hamster Revolution. Oh, yeah. God, that was awful. <laughs> and, and, oh, man. But, I mean, like, did, did anybody, any of the management ever take up any, any action out of that ever? No, no. So what was the point in reading it then? Exactly. Um, this manager, I mean, the manager had a really good idea, and that was to to broaden her staff's, um, you know, knowledge through through business books, right? Okay. 
Um, but it, 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 you know, it, it, it was kind of a pet idea, right? And at one point, somebody said, "Does the next does the next book we have involve steamy romance in every chapter? Because if not, I'm not reading it." And that was kind of the end of the program, right? So. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but it's 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 annoying that so much of it is 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 like that, you know, and 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 it's funny because the more you use one or two devices, the more you start to learn what they what they can do and and what their limitations are. Like one of the things I like about Google Docs is the fact that it's on the cloud, and yes, you can do some editing, and it's really easy to do it. But one of the things that always annoyed me the most about it was the fact that I couldn't make any changes on my phone, so I'd I'd be reading. You know, I'd be reading show notes, for example, and then I'd be wanting to add a story. Well, then I'd had to, like, you know, put the phone down, get the laptop, open it up, open up Google Docs. So I needed a, the big web browser always to look after my Google Docs. Well, I, tonight, for the, for the heck, you know, I noticed the little edit button in the top right-hand corner of, of the show notes, and I hit the button, and suddenly I'm editing in article points. And I'm like, this is brilliant. Suddenly, I have the ability to edit the cloud. This is great. On from a phone, from a browser. So suddenly Google Docs took on value because it's a little bit better, right? I'm still annoyed that you can't attach a Google Docs to your Gmail. Yeah, that's so stupid. Mm-hmm. But you can attach it to a calendar item, right? So this is how I get <laughs> – this is so annoying. This is how I get the information to the dads about uh, about stuff. It starts off with Google Docs. I will write in the show notes and create the show notes and all that kind of stuff. Then I will go to a calendar, create a calendar event for the for the podcast, and then attach the, the, the Google Docs to the calendar item, which the calendar then gmails to everybody properly. Like so if what's I, the problem? Well, why couldn't I just <laughs> do that from Gmail? Why can't I just do that from Gmail, right? But then you're going to create the calendar event anyway and send it to us with the show notes, right? Why can't I just create the calendar event in Gmail as well? That's a good question. You know, this this is Google as much as as nice as Google is, it still has these this thing, you know, this this annoyance where, you know, it too many silos don't talk to each other. Well, I'm sure they talk to each other, but it's just a limited amount of resources, right? Oh, come so on. how much bang, how much bang are they going to get for that buck? They got Android to work on now. Oh come on! They, they, Chrome OS. It's like it's like you know what? If if you can add a doc to a Google Calendar, why can't you add it to a Gmail? Right? It's not that hard to go in and say, "Hey, you've got this is it's your account, right?" And under your account, you have these different things. Yeah. Why not well, add it? If you can do it from a, from calendars, why can't you do it from Gmail? I'm it sure never it's made any doable, sense. but you, somebody's got to do it, and someone. Having that time is not necessarily there. So. Well, maybe, maybe, that, maybe that's it too. I don't know. I don't. It's, it's just a little little thing that annoyed me about Google. But I, I think there's a couple of little things lately have annoyed me about Google like that too, where they, it's so overly engineered that they don't really think about how um, the user is using it. Kind of like what Steve was saying earlier is that you know, like if you know, if it might be a cool feature, but it's not the feature that the customer wants. And I, I think Google stopped listening to what the customer wants to a certain degree, and they just said, "Okay, we got this roadmap. You know, this well, is what other, we're going to do." The other problem is with the more customers you have, which one do you listen to, right? Yeah. Or is it simply engineers being engineers? Well, you know, and this is the other thing well, too. At first, that's what it was. It was engineers building products for for engineers. 
Okay, so this is what it, you're gonna do. This is what, this is what everyone's gonna do. They're gonna open up their 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 browser, Chrome, whatever you got using for your browser. You're gonna type in Google.com forward slash jobs. Okay. Now you go to the jobs. Google.com forward slash jobs. Okay. Now, you're gonna go to you're gonna go I to got the, a picture of Steve. You're gonna, you're going to go to the ca- the calendar. You're going to go to Canada, whatever. You're going to say about all the different opportunities, whatever. And you say, okay, all right. Now, on the side link, this Where's thing is Canada? Like, it's in the, in the drop-down list or in the different locations. But on the side, this says it's something called Joining Google. So you click on Joining Google, and it says, uh, you, know, you know, hiring process, preparing your CV resume interview. So click on the preparing your CV resume and go to learn more. Uh, no, is it that one? No, it's not that one. Sorry, guys. My bad. Oh. My nope. bad. Actually, no, it's not that at all. I went, I went too far. I did this because I did this today with somebody else. And actually, there, there's a job posting uh, for software developer in Montreal. Click on that one. And Where? the first requirement, it's halfway down the Canada page. First requirement on it is requirement. BS or master's degree in computer science or equivalent work experience. PhD is a plus. That's Google's problem right there. You need a freaking PhD to work at Google. That, that is in every job, uh, and you're bang on. Like They had a site director job available uh, sometime last year, and a buddy of mine was saying, who's qualified for that? It's, it's, a, it's an admin job you know, like to, to run the center, and you need a PhD. Why? You, you need somebody who knows how to run a center. Even the software right. engineer, the software engineer, software developer, they're all. Well, technical lead is also PhD required. It's it's. Well, it says PhD a plus, but it also says or equivalent work experience. No, that's before the PhD. And yeah, then, the PhD then, a plus. Okay, so, then, so then go to joining Google, and they give you the whole what to expect and how to apply, and basically. One of the, the funny thing is Google is uh, organized around the ability to attract and leverage the talent of exceptional technologists and business people. We have lucky to recruit some new hardware, blah, 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 you know, like up your ass kind of stuff. You go to preparing your CV and it goes and tells you that they want, and, and the way they word it, they want the best of, they want the NASA of, of, of computer people. They want the best of the best of the best and they're not going to settle for anything else. And it's like, fine, well, whatever, you know, you, you, if, but they seem to quantify that best of the best as, as educational best of the best, yeah. not as in this guy's really good at his job. So I, I know, I don't, I don't know, I've never applied for a job at Google. I don't think I ever will apply for a job at Google. I'm leaving that to Eric. Uh, he's got more degrees than I know what to do with. Uh, but uh, it just seems to me like that is, seems to be a problem. Like when you, when you hire only the same type of people to work for your company, you're going to get the exact same product across the board, you know, and then in silos instead of being, you know, linking to each other, talking to each other. Well, no, but you've got different levels of hiring, right? I mean, when you're hiring people to do the work uh, and then you're hiring people to manage and then you're actually hiring people to run the business, um, that's that's what they're hiring. What this here is for the grunts. The, right? the, if the grunts need PhDs, what do you think the managers need? You think a PhD? They don't need. Yeah, the do managers th- aren't going to be you think, PhDs. Think, they're going to be getting the managers based on, no, no, on the managers. Their are, the managers comp- are promoted from the grunts, right? So no, not you, necessarily. And, and, and do you and, think do you think a PhD is going to listen to 
to some some guy with a with a with a with a liberal arts degree? Never. He'd better if he wants. It'll to It'll never that. happen. No, because because the guy turned around and get and because you know what that at Google that guy that PhD is probably more valuable than a liberal liberal arts manager. Hmm. No. Because yeah, pound seen, for pound, it's not necessarily the, the intelligence, but it's the paper that counts in the end. They just want to see PhD. And well, as soon as they see yeah, that, they, the they sort of too. lose the whole, the whole focus of what you know, Pierre Jean-Jacques can do with their education. Because it doesn't necessarily mean that you have a PhD, that you're able to do the job that's run before you. And we've seen all of us. We've all seen that. I'm not saying yeah, that but, all PhDs are like that. Don't get me wrong. Okay. There's a lot of guys yeah, out there with PhDs that are damn there. smart. Okay. I mean, you look at some of the stuff that Google is doing, like with the Go language. You know, the people who are developing that are probably PhDs because it goes hand in hand, right? True. True. But the the people who are who are managing uh, stuff on on more of the business side, people who are working in like AdSense, AdWords, stuff like that. Um, I Other doubt PhDs. That, pardon? Are they, they're more mathematical PhDs. It's all algorithms. No, I mean, no. I mean, the, pe- the people who are on the business side of this, who are selling it, who, who they're well, not that's sales. That's the sales team. But we're not talking. We're not talking sales team. I'm talking about how products come. How, how products come to fruition, right? So the problem, the problem we're having right now is that we have we have three excellent products in Google Mail, uh, you know, Calendar and Docs, and, Doc. and yet and yet only two of them talk to each other. That's right. There's no communication between the different you know, branches of the same product, and a which product, is a problem. And there's a product like Reader, which is basically left on its own, and now there are, are third-party apps that do a better job at, at Google Reader than Google Reader does. So, um, you know, in Net Newswire and Reader for Mac and all these other applications, they actually do a better job than Reader. And Reader is actually quite an amazing app when you think about it. You take all your RSS feeds, you put them into this, you classify them, you can do stuff from it. But... People have gone, you know, these other parties have gone so much further because they've taken the human effect. People don't, they, it's, you know, aggregating the feeds is, is one thing. What do you want to do with them is a whole other thing. And that, there's so many people out there that have answered that question and Google never never thought, oh, well, let's push it. Let's see where we can take this. Mm-hmm. They just went, okay, well, let's add a like button because that seems to be popular. Okay, let's add a star button next to the like button. Now let's add a share button next to the like button and next to the star button and see how that acts. And, then and we'll let's put just a whole, put a button because we want to put a button. And then we'll put a send to button next to all, of, all four of those other buttons. Like what's the point? Right? What's the point? You take a note in Google Reader, it doesn't send it anywhere. It keeps it in Google Reader. Right? You can't do anything with that. So there's still there unfortunately the problem with Google is it's still that it's it's an incredibly, you know, these rich products that just they just haven't been able to do that that finishing off that and and you know fanboy call outs uh, uh, you know accepted here that Apple has. Right? Apple products tie into each other beautifully well. Even Microsoft products tie into each other pretty well, you know? Outlook. Except you use SharePoint. <laughs> don't, don't go there. <laughs> Please don't go there. But even, <laughs> even uh, you know, Word, Outlook, Access, Excel, they all talk to each other. They all send something. You take your calendar item. You send it all over the place, whatever you want, stuff like that. Google wants to put all that kind of crap on the cloud. Fine, do it. But really do it, you know? Finish it off. Polish it off. Make it right. Please, Google, please. <laughs> Eventually. Okay. That's my little thing. Um, did, I, did, I, did I take that one too far? No. Okay, good. Because it went really quiet there. 
So what? I mean, you, you, you said what you had to There you go. You, you expressed your opinion. Okay. All right. Very all proud right. of you. So anyway, that, all that to say that I thought it was really cool that you can actually edit, edit uh, Google Docs in the mobile browser now, um, which is pretty cool. So we'll see how that goes. Now, ben, we'll have to see if I can do it on my phone. That would be uh, J2ME, G2, J2ME, I can't even say it properly, J2ME <laughs> programming at its best, I think, if they if he could do it. Um, well, I mean, it's in the browser, right? So it would be the JavaScript. It's just a question if, my, if the browser supports all the functions they need. Because I can view Google Docs on my phone. That's no problem. Yeah, you can? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good then. That's good. I'm, I'm, not, I'm trying to stay away. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm trying very hard. <laughs> Not <laughs> just, just no. Let's go somewhere else. Just okay, go somewhere else. Ben, Move you along. took you Move took along. A, you took a really good picture um, uh, a little while ago, and I'm, I'm I think we can put it. You've made it public, so I guess we can put it on uh, in the in the show notes. It's a time lapse photography of Montreal at night, taken from uh, the Sheraton Hotel, That's right. overlooking Dorchester Square, which is a gorgeous square. Um, and you did it. I don't know, amazingly. I'm looking at this and it well, looks like Amazingly with what I had. Dude, dude, what, what, you, what you have is more than what most people have in in, in their entire photo bag, right? Oh, I don't I don't know that. Come on, you take it with I your forty D. Yep. A gorilla pod. Forty D gorilla pod. Which is a, it's essentially a tripod. You make fun of it in your little your little thing that it's not a real tripod. It is a no, tripod. No, no, no. I, I don't don't get me wrong. I do not make fun of it because it saved my life a couple of times. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it's an amazing little device, but it's not. I couldn't get it up to the three feet I wanted to to look over the ledge that you see in the time lapse. Okay, because so, you see a, a part of the uh, yeah. of the shot is but obscured. That gives, by you know it. what? You know what that does? And and if if you look at it. Right there's there's a building to one side. There's a building to the other side. It frames the action that of the time lapse perfectly. So actually, what you've done there is re- knowingly or not, you've actually played the rule of thirds perfectly well by 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 actually centering the action into that rule of thirds. It's, True, I didn't see it that way. It's actually really really well done, and all the lines of the photo of of, of the picture converge towards where the action is taking place, and it's on the street level. You've seen this, right, Steve? Yeah, it's, it's, it was really good. Now, how long did it take you to get that kind of exposure for each shot? And how many shots uh, is this? There's 90, I believe it was 96, 96 shots, 98 shots taken at four second intervals uh, throughout. So it's a, it's a four second exposure. Then there's a three second delay to the next exposure and so on and so forth. Okay, now so you, you do are, the math. You did and this. I am. Did, did did you get an interval an interval? No, this this is by hand. So you just, this is all done by hand. Click, wait, click, 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 and keep on going. So you and you, but you used your remote. You didn't use touch the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had I had my remote. Yes, which okay. is just a simple uh, on and off. That's okay. all it is. All right. Now, apart from no, the I didn't fact, have an intervalometer. That would have been nice. Apart from the <laughs> fact that this is an unbelievably great picture, why were you at the Dorchester uh, at the Sheraton Center uh, in the first place? It was my uh, my wife's uh, office party. Oh, okay. And this is okay. late night. I mean, we're, we're both. To tell you the truth, we're. I'm slightly inebriated when I when I started taking these uh, these shots, uh, but I could not sleep at all. Everybody else was passed out. 
Okay. And I'm thinking, I, just, I'm thinking, I just couldn't I'm, sleep. I'm thinking you've got this great night at, at, at a really nice hotel with your wife. You're oh, on, I, you're on the was. 33rd floor. It was. Don't get you're me wrong. You're on the 33rd what? floor and you're taking your setup at night with the camera <laughs> yep. taking pictures. Click, 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 click. Honestly, because I, I couldn't. A minute, I couldn't, honey. She, click, click. <laughs> oh, she was way past that. But I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. So oh, I said, cool. you know, I'm going to do something that's just going to take my mind off of whatever it was. And I said, you know what? Let's. Let's try this because I had seen I had seen a website not too long uh, before. Uh, I believe it's called it's a it's a forum. It's called Time Lapse. I'll I'll try to get the uh, the uh, the URL on the uh, the show notes. Okay. But I was reading through it and it was really interesting of all the different people trying different stuff. I'm like hmm, time lapse. I haven't tried that yet. So what did so, you use to to do the time lapse um, meld? You know how, how to stitch all the pictures together. I used. Hang on a sec. I'm going to get you. The, I take it this isn't something a standard feature of Photoshop. No, it's not Photoshop. I I, I wouldn't even know where to start. Uh, seriously, okay. I'm a I'm a dummy when it comes to to Photoshop. But I took all the I took all the different frames, put them in Aperture to clean them up a bit. There wasn't much to do. It was just a bit a bit of framing. Did and you once use batch was, processing? Yes, I did. Oh, so I love that. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah. So once it's done, it's click, beautiful. Boom. So. <laughs> Super beautiful. Everything is done. It took a little while. Obviously, I mean, there's maybe a, let's just call it a hundred shots. Okay. So do the bat the batch. Everything is done, and then I had to because uh, I usually shoot in RAW. Now I had to transpose that into JPEG because RAW was just way too large a file. So what, when you're storing it on your on your computer, or are you storing it on your no no, no on, to, on the, to do the, to do the, the time lapse to do the the, the montage. Okay, do the montage. Okay, okay. okay. So do the you, you export all I, into JPEG. Okay, makes all sense. All into JPEG because it, it doesn't because if not, I was never able to put it on on uh, on Flickr for because it's what a hundred. Well, this isn't no, a JPEG, but this isn't a JPEG though. This is this in is the some end. Kind no, it's a, it's a .mov. It's a .mov file. Okay, yeah. all right. So in, what puts it, the, what's it? What put it all those JPEGs into a .mov together? I put it into was it iMovie? Yeah, you put it all into iMovie. Oh, you did use you, iMovie. Yeah, I did. Okay. I, I found there was a trick to it, and I found it. Okay. Again, this is something that I could put in the in the show notes because it was really interesting uh, to a try. A blog post about it would be pretty good too. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Say no more. Say no more. Wink, wink. Know say what I no mean? more. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? Okay, done. I'll do it. Okay, that's, hey, it's you know, on you know air. Everybody knows. There, I'll do it. Okay. What's that, Eric? He's pining for the fjord. You could put. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> nice. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> All right. You can put a picture of the uh, Hydro-Quebec uh, electric car recharging station, which apparently only the Sheraton Center has. Oh, really? Yes. Now, was that a quick Google that showed that up, or is actually t- pulling that off of your Cliff Clavin brain? Uh, no, that's because I was at the car show on Sunday. Oh! <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. Okay. Okay, so you, okay, we'll get to that. So you put it all in, into iMovie, and it created this this, and it created the the you awesome ask it what you want, and we put it into .mov because it gives you a couple of options. And Jen, I just enter and hope for the best, awesome. you know. And that's that's what I was able to get. So, as for a first time, I think it's not you too bad. What? I don't care it, who, what what time it was. This is amazing. First time, third time, fifty fifth time. This is a fantastic thing, and you should really. Be proud of this. This is really gorgeous. Now, only front and center on the, uh, on on the, uh, on on the podcast notes. So we'll put it in the show notes, and hopefully you'll blog about it too. Until yes, people I, will. Did I will. It. I said I, I said I will. I will. Okay, I promise. 
you know what? <laughs> from what you've written already on the Flickr page, it's almost a blog post in itself. <laughs> to <laughs> a point, if yeah. I hold it up to to st- if I hold it to other, other dad standards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I love you all equally. Like I tell my kids every day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're at the car show, Eric. Did you get anything great? Um, no. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I saw that the meat pro- wagon you, you you were displaying on your. Uh, oh yes. On, <laughs> was that the dai, a daihatsu or? No. Well, you come in on the. They make you go all the way up to the seventh floor, um, and then work your way back down. And okay. as soon as you come in, it's basically the the hot rods, the modified cars, okay. the custom paint jobs, all that, and you know, it, it's it's mostly uh, Honda Civics, right? <laughs> uh, and then you come around to this car, and I was like, because cause we, we, we're shopping for a car. We need a family car. And we said right off the bat, we're not going to waste half the day looking at cars that we're, you know, we can't buy or that you know, we're not going to buy. And uh, I saw that, and I thought, well, that would be a good family car. You know, I mean, we wouldn't have to deal with arguments and the kids yelling and throwing stuff. So, so, ba- so basically, it's, it's like a little Daihatsu pickup with like two seats in the front, a flatbed pickup in the back, and what can only be like a Recaro racing seat strapped to the middle of the flatbed. <laughs> and I instantly tweeted that that's the perfect place for your mother-in-law. Yeah. Uh, which <laughs> we, all jumped, we all jumped on so, that one, didn't which, we? Which, which just went <laughs> degraded from there terribly. So... <laughs> <laughs> so we'll put a picture of that in the show notes too, I guess, um, if we can get it off of his phone. Um, right, we got oh, it's on TwitPix. It's on, on TwitPix, is it? Yeah, that yeah. awesome archiving uh, platform of yours. Uh, <laughs> okay, so... Was, uh, was the Stig there? The Stig? Yeah, uh, Top Gear. Guy uh, with a white, white suit, black visor. No. He's dead now, eh? They outed him. He outed a book, and they, they killed the Stig in the, in the last uh, the Christmas special of, of Top Gear. I don't know how I hope I haven't killed it for anybody else, but uh, he what? is no more. They killed him off. They decided Why? because he, he, he stabbed them all in the back. He wrote, a, he wrote a tell-all book about it and how he was undertreated and badly paid or, or you know, he never got any recognition for anything and, uh, and uh, you know, scathing, whatever. So they just basically they killed off the character for good. So was fine. that what it was about? Fine, you're dead. You're gone. Bye-bye. So they did a, they did a Christmas special and they basically shot him. Uh, <laughs> they they had cardboard cutouts and they went to some place in the states and uh, and they had an opportunity to do a drive by shooting, so they <laughs> so they all got a chance to drive by and shoot the Stig cardboard cutout. Which they didn't put him in the meat blender. So no no well, they 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 killed the Stig a few times. They shot him off a rocket um, off of a uh, an English aircraft carrier at one point at one time and they've killed him a few times but this was the one that he's not coming back from and they actually got and they had to do the next week they did another show and they had to do a star and a a, a reasonably priced car and usually the stake teaches the star how to drive that reasonably priced car um, and it, they got um, former Top Gear presenter Tiff Dell to come back out of retirement and do it so basically, and they made fun of that a whole point of it. You know, this is how much we hate the Stig. We got our arch rival to come back and do this. Do this. So, mm. yeah, yeah. So the Stig is not very popular. Yeah, because I watched it last night, uh, and it had uh, Mika Hakkinen. Uh, oh, that's good, eh? Yeah, and I said, wow, I didn't think he, he had the guts to drive a car again. Ever since that crash in Montreal, he was like, he was broken. 
He never drove aggressive again. So he did. He did, he did Le Mans, I believe. And uh, well, in, in F one, the rest none of it. None yeah. of the rest is real racing. But the right. Le Mans is real racing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like Le Mans cool driving. I, okay, it, was, no, it was funny. No, I, I like, like that whole uh, finish uh, flick or whatever he yeah. was teaching or whatever. I gotta learn how to do that. I, I try, but I have a Subaru. This just doesn't do it. Well, you gotta turn the you gotta turn all the stability control off, right? Yeah. yeah. I've I've a Jetta, and it probably would do it, but I'd probably end up rolling onto my Thule box. <laughs> Actually, I, I was in you with you the car a few times. I think you did it without knowing. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but those weren't pylons we were knocking. <laughs> Okay, at least I'm not Captain All Slow. Right. All uh, right, well, I'm going to bid you guys a good evening. Good evening, sir. Okay, sir. I bid you adieu. Till the next time. Till the Til next the time. time. And he's gone. Are we clear? <laughs> <laughs> <We're> clear. <laughs>